Hey guys, and welcome to episode two of the Journey of Man podcast. I'm your host, James, and today I want to give you a state of the union look of where we're at in society for both men and women. And I'm going to keep this brief because this is the format of the podcast I'm running at the moment. But I want to talk about where we are right now in society because we're at a very interesting point. And the reason I want to bring this up and how this ties into this idea of how to become an ideal man is to become and to actualize the man that we want to be, we need to realize where we are right now. We need to take stock of exactly where we're at so we know what's changed because it's, it's impossible to deny that big change it's impossible to deny, to deny that big change hasn't occurred. So I want to jump straight into some statistics because, you know, in the media, mainstream media, in, the, in this politically correct kind of world we live in today, we hear a lot about women. You know, women make 85 cents on the dollar compared to a man in Australia. It's a lot less in other parts of the world. One in three women have experienced physical violence in the last five years that are aged 15 and above. One in two mothers face workplace discrimination. One woman is murdered a week, every week on average in Australia. And uh, domestic violence and family violence is the leading cause of preventable death in women aged 15 to 44. And that's a, that's a truly disgraceful statistic. But there's obviously, I could list stats and go on and on about women. We hear about it all the time. And what we don't hear so much about, though, is the plight that men face. Now, I just want to preframe and make note that I did not create this and I will not make a point of trying to pair the genders against each other. I would go as far as to say we're in the middle of the gender war right now. It's all pro-feminist, the future is female, and then on the other side you've got this men's rights activists, MRAs fighting back, and some guys giving up on women altogether. And no matter what I look at, no matter what I read, no matter what my opinion is on these different groups, I can't help but feel there has to be a way that we can inclusively uh, survive and live and thrive together. And that's more what I want to focus on. How do you become a guy that gets what he wants, but in the process does it for the benefit of women and for the greater good where possible? I'll talk about that in a later episode. But with all of these other movements going on, you know, you have to look at where they're at. We have to look at where men and women are at because we're both different, despite what feminism tells us, and we both face different challenges. So on the male side of things, if we look at the data, you know, men, men make up 93% of workplace fatalities. Men make up 81% of people killed in war. 93% of prisoners are male. Men lose custody in 84% of divorces. 80% of all suicides are male. You know, men are uh, four times more likely than women to commit suicide. 77% of homicide victims are male. Women are statistically much higher, uh, highly likely to finish higher education and school. So there's a lot of data here, and there's the, there's a lot of problems men face that society and the media, for whatever reason, doesn't want to address because feminists love running this narrative that men are the ones oppressing everyone. Now, look, as I said a second ago, not here to get into a gender war. I went and researched feminism, which I want to touch on for a second because I was curious about it. We're currently in the fourth wave of feminism. If you understand where it came from, you would understand that it was a, a very empowering movement for women. It encouraged equality of women having the same rights as men making the same money as men, having the same opportunity, equality of opportunity, which I am all about. But now in the third and fourth wave, or the fourth wave we're in right now, I know people that believe feminism to be a supremacy movement, to be almost a form of hate, hate speech. And look, I wouldn't go as far as to call it that, but I would say it's not far from that. I'm gonna, in the next episode I do, I'm going to talk about feminism specifically because I don't want to steer 
steer us off course here today. But I will say this. Feminism has redefined what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a man. And whilst I would not say it's a supremacy movement, I would not say it's about getting women to dominate the world, even though some feminists seem to be on that journey. What I think it's done, it's tried to make men and women have equal opportunity and in some way has succeeded. But what I think it's ultimately done is instead of making the genders equal, it strives to make the two, it's, it's essentially made the two genders the same. And this is where what I want to talk about comes into it because feminism, especially in the Western world. Now, I've traveled to over 12 countries. I've lived in Colombia. I've lived in the US. I lived in Canada. I've traveled Europe. And uh, especially in my time in Colombia, I saw how different life is in the West because feminism, in my opinion, has pushed women to be more masculine. It said, hey, you go, girl. You be independent. You make your money. You do your things in the workplace. But it's pushed the femininity out of women and made them more masculine. Because to be successful in the corporate world and the business world, you need to exhibit masculine traits, order, discipline, goals, vision, ruthlessness, all of these traits of more traditional masculinity. And on the flip side of that, it's forced women, it's forced men, sorry, to be more feminine. You know, oh, men should cry, men should be emotional. Now, of course, I'm not saying they shouldn't be, but it's pushed this masculine, this leadership side out of men. Right, And there's been benefits to that, of course. But the problem has been, instead of accepting the differences between the two genders, feminism has created this agenda, I believe, or this reality where it's trying to be like one gender and not recognise us for the different two polar opposites that we are. And for good reason, we are different. And both genders can benefit from the other gender in the fact that we're different. So these are my observations. And I'm going to talk about feminism on its own in a different episode. But I want to make these observations that I believe the movement has essentially, and other, other forces, the Me Too movement, other different forces, and even, even more movements on the men's side, has started to create this world where we don't value our differences. We don't recognise that men are innately masculine, that women are innately feminine. You know, feminism's created this world where women are almost ashamed if they want to be a mother or a housewife or raise kids or be the, king of the, be the head of the family. I shouldn't use the word king. When, in my opinion, they should have equal right if that's what they want to do. Just like men should have equal right and equal opportunity and, and not be shamed if they want to stay home and raise a family. But this work of feminism and this work of these societal forces has pushed us to have two genders that are heading towards trying to be each other, which I think is utterly ridiculous. On top of that, I want to bring up a point of political correctness, because now we've created this world where anyone who, any man who steps up and says, hey, you know what? I don't believe this about feminism. I don't believe this about whatever the topic is. Anyone who wants to stand against this agenda is seen as someone that is bucking the trend or is not empowering women or is, is being degrading towards women when it's just fucking bullshit. And political, correct, political correctness is something I hate. It's a manifestation of low self-esteem. It's a result of people not understanding who they are and what they believe in and having the balls to say it and put themselves on the line, even if it may offend. So I made this episode to talk about this. We're heading to this, this junction where people are starting to view these two genders as the same. Now, I don't want to get into the debate about there being more genders. This is not a debate I'm ever going to talk about. I have some controversial views on that, and I respect people that don't identify with other genders. But I do believe this world where people can decide who they are is, is just crazy, crazily dangerous, and we'll talk about that another time. But as a man in this world we now live in, in this redefined era, where people are questioning masculinity, questioning femininity, and how the roles play out amongst both genders, we need to be aware of this. 
You need to be aware that this is the world we live in. Because once you know that, you can get clear on who you are as a man, what you stand for, what's important to you, and who you want to be. Because those are the four things that are going to allow you to get what you want to get and to become the ideal man. That's all for today. Thanks for listening.